Welcome to Honey Do Me, a podcast that goes into the bedroom and beyond, hosted by Emma Norman and Cass Anderson. Here at Honey Do Me, we don't have all the answers, so we chat with experts, educators, and badass changemakers to get them. We are here to remind our listeners and ourselves that what we're going through is normal, that we are worthy of love and pleasure, and that we are all in this together. So tell us, honey, how do you do you? Let's get into some nipples. All right. <laughs> Hi. Hi. We're going to talk about nipples. Yep. All of them. <laughs> all of yours and all of mine. <laughs> all 30 of mine. <laughs> Haven't you always want to have hard... Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you always want to have hard nipples? Yes. I actually really do. I think it's a very good aesthetic. I've never really thought about it before, if I'm being honest. I think... I've been taught, keep your nipples away, hide them, <laughs> flatten them. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a lot to Lock flatten. Lock those puppies away. <laughs> <laughs> they bring all the boys to the yard. <laughs> I think they're too small to do that. <laughs> That's a big job for They'd some little guys. really hard to bring all the boys to the yard. So today on the podcast, whose podcast? Our podcast. Oh, okay. Honey Do Me podcast. <laughs> we have Molly Borman, creator and founder of Just Nips. Yes. Fake nipples. Mm-hmm. So that you can look cold and feel hot. So your nipples are always showing. Your headlights are always on. You're always ready to go. <laughs> Shining bright. Shining like far. <laughs> look out, world. <laughs> My nipples are on. I'm going to help you. Because <laughs> that's what headlights do. That's what they say. No, um, but I, I loved it because like we've talked about, we haven't always thought about hard nipples as a part of my outfit, but Molly totally dives into how that's like her favorite accessory to wear. And I never would have thought of putting my nipples on display, but I've tried them and I fucking love them. They're fantastic. They're so much fun. They add that little bit of zhuzh. zhuzh. They zhuzh up my boobies. Yeah. <laughs> I felt really sexy when I put them on to be yeah. honest to, it, it was unfortunate because I was just hanging out with you <laughs> when I was wearing them it was pathetic because <laughs> all I was doing was hanging out with but you but you brought all the boys to the yard am I right <laughs> maybe maybe but no it was it was great I love them and I'm so glad we we're able to find Molly and talk about this because I think it was it was a great little episode yeah I think it's so much fun and it does have some special significance, extra special. All of our episodes are very special to us. Mm-hmm. But this was actually our first interview that ever. we ever did. I don't think we told Molly that. So no, it was our Surprise. first ever as I'm Honey sure Do Me. <laughs> I'm sure it was painfully obvious how introductory our interview skills were. But it was, I was terrified and it was beautiful. We couldn't have picked a better person to talk to first. Molly is so sweet, Mm -hmm. so smart, so innovative, so fucking cool. Yeah. Immediately, it was like all the nerves were calmed and I loved talking to her because who who isn't comfortable? (laughs) Well, maybe not. I was going to say when you're talking about nipples, but it's just going to be a funny conversation. It's going to be great. Dive right in, as (laughs) we say. (laughs) Loosen up, shake it off and dive right in. Yeah. No, but we hope you really enjoy it and I hope you buy some fucking nipples. Yeah. And 
If you're listening to this episode the week of November 20th, 2020, head to our Instagram because Molly is just the sweetest and gifted us some nips Mm -hmm. to give to our lovely listeners. So go over to our Instagram and enter our giveaway. Yeah, because you're going to want them, I'm telling you, right now. (laughs) They're bomb.com. If Emma hasn't convinced you, what will? (laughs) What fucking will? Yeah, go do it. Listen to this episode. Enjoy the nips. And we'll We'll see you on the the other other side. side. Alrighty. Well, welcome to Honey Do Me Podcast. We are so excited to have Molly Borman, creator of Just Nips today. Um, Molly, do you want to start us out by introducing yourself a little bit and talking a little bit about your company? Sure. So hi, everybody. My name is Molly. I'm the founder of Just Nips Fake Nipples. Um, As you can guess, I make fake nipples for a living. Um, it, I mean, I can, I can say anything you want about fake nipples, real nipples, all nipples, boobs with no nipples. Um, I just, I always loved the shape, the look, the feel of a hard nipple. So I decided to make my, you know, life's work revolve around, um, hard nipples for everybody. That's awesome. We love that. (laughs) One question that I was kind of wondering, when you were making Just Nips, were you thinking about anybody wearing them or just women or... Yeah. So that's an awesome question. Um, When I started Just Nips, the only person I was concerned with wearing them was me. I didn't... It's funny, right? Because like now, you know, we've been in business five plus years, which is crazy. Um, It's crazy. But I had never... thought I, you know looking back now I have to say all these things like just nips are for everybody and they are of course but when I started just nips were just for me and I liked the look I thought it was fun having hard nipples um as you know you know you're not always cold no and it's <laughs> it's not an easy look to achieve from like an <laughs> aesthetics purpose if you just are going with you know your body and the temperature settings so it's like hard to achieve a permanent hard nipple look anyway that's all I was going for at the time now of course whoever wants them by all means um I am obviously super body positive in a world that thankfully is getting increasingly body positive by the Mm -hmm. day which is amazing but you know, when I started my company, it was right before the last election. So there definitely was an air of girl power and, you know, this sort of, I I think people call it third wave feminism. Uh, Again, I wasn't super well versed in any of that. I just sort of thought Hillary Clinton was going to be the president. I was going to start a company Mm -hmm. and it was going to be about nipples. And, you know, that was that. Um, But, you know, after myself, you know, I was like, I'm going to wear my hard nipples and my best friend, Olivia is also going to wear them. And that was again, primary concern, like just us. And then, you know, it really, we'll see what happens. Um, and it turns out, which ended up being, you know, one of the most amazing things that's ever happened to me in my life is that a lot of women who have undergone, um, mastectomies for breast cancer and they don't get to keep their nipples as a result of the procedure or the lumpus or anything like that. Um, they no longer have nipples and they became some of our first fans. 
And when I heard about this, you know, obviously like women would email me and they would say, hi, you know, I, I saw this product, um, you know, I'm getting a mastectomy tomorrow and I, you know, are these medically sound? And I'm like, oh my God, like, no, I just <laughs> have been making these like in my apartment. Like, absolutely not. They're not medically sound <laughs> at all. Um, but you know, obviously good luck on your surgery. I, I, let's just like be in touch. You know, I mm-hmm. felt like I was, I was not uncomfortable with the conversation, but I was uncomfortable with my offerings. And I, and after like, I don't know, 20 or 30 people, um, wrote in saying like, hi, you know, I'm having surgery. Is this a medical product? I was like, okay, I think, um, I think I need to revamp my company. So again, it was just a fashion accessory. And now, um, and quickly I, I had to shift focus super fast, no longer a fashion accessory. We went the complete opposite direction, um, into a, a medical device, if you will. Mm-hmm. And that was really amazing. So I just kept everybody's email, you know, from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, Oh my God, someone has heard about this. Like that. It was like a whole other thing that was so exciting for me to have a fan and someone had heard about me and, and you know, then, you know, this woman's having surgery or she just had surgery or her friend had surgery or whatever it was. And, you know, I emailed everyone back. I was like, hi, um, it's me. I hired a medical engineer and we are going to revamp our company. He said to get like a working prototype. It'll take about six weeks. Um, and then to like get everything in production, it'll take a couple more weeks. I will you know, send me your address. You're getting these for free. Um, and that was really how I started, you know, what my business is today, right? Back in the day, mm-hmm. gag gift, fun, yeah. <laughs> you know, little thing. I was literally hot gluing these things for my apartment and like, you know, being like having some wine, hot gluing <laughs> orders, like whatever. But then, um, very fast, I realized this was a bigger, a bigger thing. And it was something that we could do to really help women in need. And, and then I just went for it. So that's so awesome. That's like such a going off on a tangent immediately, like with your company. Wild. Um, I didn't expect it. Mm-hmm. I certainly would not have taken that challenge on if I knew that was the challenge, but right. every single day, like since then, I'm so thankful that I did. Um, I also say like, I wasn't like, I didn't know any better. I didn't know like how much harder it would be to be a medical business. I didn't know all that stuff. But again, like once I got through it all, like, thank fucking God, I'm so happy. (laughs) Uh And we've been able to, you know, help so many women and their family members, even, you know, it's not just the women, it's like friends and family members of women going through breast cancer can, you know, support by wearing our product and, you know, we're raising so much money, so much awareness, so many different things that it's had such a positive impact, um, which, you know, seemingly is out of nowhere. So that's been incredible. That's amazing. What were you, what were you doing before all of this started? Like as your main hustle before, while you were doing just nips. (laughs) So I was working at the, at the, so when I thought of the idea for nips, and one of my friends from college told me, she, she swears that I had told her about this, like one night when I was drunk in college. I don't remember. But when, as far as I'm concerned, when the idea for Just Nips came to be was when I was working at Ralph Lauren mm-hmm. in New York City. I don't live there anymore, but I worked there for five years. I worked for their website. It was like, you know, it's an incredible brand, right? Like there's no bigger, better presence of a brand than Ralph Lauren, obviously. Mm-hmm. 
Um, not really my vibe, but I learned so much um, about business and e-commerce and what a company should look like. And then um, after I learned all that, I was super bored. Yeah. So <laughs> I came up with yeah for just nips while I was sitting at my desk there. And then later I went home and I had I like took some erasers that I had from work and they were in my desk drawer and I you know, put them on my bra. And I thought that was like, so funny, whatever. And, (laughs) you know, the idea just sort of like stayed in my mind. And, but I had a job, right. And I was kind of like, I don't know what building a business would entail. Also, like, I have a job, so I don't need to start a business. Um, Mm -hmm. Stupid. But anyway, (laughs) no, I was, it was just, it was just, I wasn't ready, I guess. And then um, I left Ralph Lauren. After five years, incredible experience, the whole thing. But I left, and I later got a job um, working for Barbara Corcoran of Shark Tank. So That's she fun. is, she, oh, my God. It was amazing. She's an incredible woman. And I was just so inspired by so many different entrepreneurs doing so many different things. You know, you hear of, like, the, like, gadget garage door opener that, like, you know, also clips your toenails. And I'm like, hey, if that guy can do it, why can't I? If but people only, want that. Yeah. If people want that, let the people have what they want. And, yes. you know, for me, though, a lot of people thought hard nipples, you know, as a commodity item was as ridiculous as a garage door opener that yeah. clips your toenails. Like, people really were very, like, what are you doing, you mm-hmm. idiot? And I was like, no, no. Like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I know I'm on the right path. And I know that this is going to be something really big. And and I was right. I didn't know, again, what turn it would take. Right. But I just, I, I, I can't explain it. It just, it took over. Um, and I think just working for Shark Tank. And again, like part of my job was watching Shark Tank every single fucking day. That's so the dream watching job. Shark Tank. <laughs> yeah, no, it was amazing. But also like it just gave me so much anxiety, like listening right. to, like watching these people like sell their dreams and not make them. And it, it, it mm-hmm. but then the ones who do, and then you follow the companies and I just became sort of like super obsessed with the whole situation. Um, but again, I knew I wanted to start a company. I was so inspired by all these people, but I was, you know, the only idea I could think of was these fake nipples. So finally I was like, fuck it. And I told Barbara, Mm -hmm. I was like, just so you know, I'm going to start a company. I'm still going to work for you, but I'm also going to do this thing. And like, I'm going to hopefully get some press and I'm going to mention your name. And you know Old you just need move. to know. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, she, you are. <laughs> yeah, I just just by the way. And she was like so cool with it. Um, and then you know I sort of felt like I had to like live up to that. You right. know I like told her, and then I was like, well now I need some press. Now <laughs> I need a business. Now I need this. And um, I don't even remember the question you asked, but if it was <laughs> if it was anything about that, if I, it was I about Barbara, you were on the right track. <laughs> As two people who are starting a podcast about sex and are very nervous to tell our families and grandparents. I have experience here. I was going to say, so what was that like when you had to tell like your close friends and family? Like, so this is what I'm doing. It's solely around nipples. Yes. (laughs) And it's my career. Great question. Um, And I have a, I have, I have like, hours of answers here. Um, 
Mother's Day is around the corner, and whether you're celebrating your mama, grandma, guardian, or yourself, celebrate with the mother of all self-care routines by trying out Osea's Mega Moisture Duo. This duo delivers a one-two punch in luxurious body care moisturizers with their Anduria Algae Body Oil and Anduria Collagen Body Lotion, both featuring Osea's signature all-natural citrusy scent. I use both the body lotion and the Anduria Algae Body Oil once I get out of the shower, and I use it literally everywhere. This duo is my go-to for feeling glowy and hydrated for literal days, and the Osea Signature Scent is one of my faves because it's not overwhelming, um, but it's like a delicious and fresh smell that just lasts. Since 1996, Osea has been making seaweed-infused skincare that is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code DOOMY at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to O-S-E-A. Malibu.com and use code D-E-W-M-E for 10% off. So when I told, I told some friends first before I told my parents, I, I definitely told some friends and everyone hated it. Um, oh like everybody. So I, but I didn't, I mean, I like kind of cared, but I'm like, you're an idiot. Yeah. Um, even though they, you know, they were, they said to me, they're like, you're so stupid. Don't do this. And I'm like, no, you're so stupid. So that was, that mm-hmm. ended up being good. Listen, yeah. you don't want your friends to think you're stupid, but like, great. I have to prove you wrong. I also have to live up to what I told Barbara. Like, yeah. cool. Now I have, I have like this energy behind me. I remember telling my parents, um, first I asked my dad, you know, um, I need like to understand how manufacturing works. So that was big, right? Because he, you know, he knows people in manufacturing. He works like sort of, you know, tangentially in manufacturing. So I was like, listen, I need help. And here's why. Because I came to him, I feel with like, you know, the way I was presenting it, it wasn't like, hi, I want fake nibbles. It was like, you know, dad, I've researched how to, you know, start this process. I know I need to talk to a couple engineers and then get a mold made and then get an injection molder. And we're going to use this type of plastic for this type. You know, I, I came to him with like a ready-made situation. Mm-hmm. I knew what I needed, but I also knew I needed a lot of help um, because I've never manufactured anything before. I never had a prototype. I didn't even know like you necessarily needed one of those. So mm-hmm. anyway, my dad was great. He was super supportive. Didn't really like, knock the idea the way other people did because I didn't I didn't you know but that's the other thing like I presented it to my friends so differently right I presented it to my friends like you know hard nipples like I'm gonna <laughs> get those every day and you know that was that was right but you know you're you're out with your friends like a, it's just different than when you're coming to your dad being like help me with my business <laughs> so but that was good too right I was I was like okay I feel support this is great then I told my mom and she's like listen I'm not going to wear them, but I support what you're doing and it just, it just is what it is. So, you know, my mom, she made it very clear. I'll never wear these, (laughs) but she's like, if you guys make t-shirts, I'll wear the t-shirt, but I'm not wearing it. I said, great, fine, great. So, but you know, I, I also like, I wasn't going to scream in her face. Like you have to support me. Like, no, like I respect anybody who has an opinion, just like mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, bitch on my friends. Um, right. I just, I used it as, as sort of energy. So my advice to you guys, is like, FYI, like you're going to get backlash. Um, but that whatever, 
Mm-hmm. You're doing your thing. It doesn't really matter, you know? And, and listen, some people made comments that like, I obviously still remember today. Somebody told me that I should, instead of going this route, I should light my savings account on fire because <laughs> it would just be quicker to the same end. That and is so mean. That That's so mean. And like that hurt. But also now I'm like, do you want to see my business financials? Hell because yeah. um, it's the opposite. Yeah. And <laughs> just like letting you know. Um, and like, does this guy even remember saying that to me? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're going to get backlash. Oh, and this was really funny. So I remember, um, you know, my aunt and uncle found out, probably my mom or dad told them like, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. It was okay. But I, I sort of, you know, said to my parents and my sister, I'm like, guys, let's just like not tell my grandparents. Um <laughs> Let's just not, you know, we don't need to, they don't, they're not gonna, they don't see my Facebook. So I, I sort of felt like we, we were good there and, and it wasn't going to get out to them because, you know, they're, they're older and they're more conservative and I, you know, like why go there? Mm-hmm. Um, so my parents were like, great call. Cause they didn't want to deal with that either. <laughs> So no one tells my grandparents and life is good for quite some time. And then my grandma calls me and leaves me a message that like she heard and all this stuff. I'm like, Oh my fucking God. And I call my mom and I'm like pitching her out. I'm like, you told Bubby. She's like, no, I didn't, you know, whatever. And it turned this whole thing. And then it turns out like my aunt and uncle told them and I'm like, guys, like, what are you doing? And my grandparents, I swear to God, were so excited. They didn't care. Right. Like I thought they would be like, you're trash. Don't ruin our family. You are name. just trash. Yeah. Don't ruin our family's good name. But they weren't. They were, they were, you know, proud of me, but for, you know, starting a business, obviously not for what I was doing, but for starting the business. And then, you know, ultimately my, ultimately, sorry, my grandma, you know, she would always ask me like, can I see the product? Can I have some? And I was always shipping her these nipples. I'm like, what are you doing with the nipples? And she's like, well, you know, we live in Florida and like every restaurant and every like mall is valet. So I just give them to valet people. (laughs) Fantastic, Bubby. Thank you. Bubby's a legend. fucking awesome and like a lot of people in Boca if you've ever you know <laughs> valeted a car you might have my grandma's nipples so I think that's amazing and you know again like that was probably my biggest fear um obviously but it definitely worked out and and again um it's gonna happen people are gonna probably say like horrible things and you just have to you just have to not care and that's easier said than done. Yeah, I'm working on building that shield at the moment. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I would love to talk a little bit more about how and when to wear them. Um, okay. Yeah, so how do people normally wear them or how do you normally wear them? So I so, so I just had a baby, so everything is different. Okay. But before everything is different. before that prior the baby prior pregnancy like my usual day-to-day wearing nips I would wear them on a sports bra and I that was that was my like mode of choice I wore a sports bra with everything you know I work for myself I rarely get dressed up more Mm -hmm. than a sports bra so I would wear them a sports bra, wear a cute top, typically a long sleeve which is unexpected a lot of people like oh you're like wearing you know 
tube tops and tank tops and halter tops. I'm like, no, you guys, like, I, I know, like, it's cold. I live in Michigan. Um, so, no, I'm wearing a long sleeve shirt and I'm wearing sports underneath with nips, which give a ton of definition. And I love the way I look. I look fucking awesome. But at the same time, you know, we designed the product so you could wear it directly on your skin. If you are wearing a silky blouse or, you know, going out top, if you will, um, or you can wear it on a bra. So I, again, I like it on a sports bra, but I've worn it on a regular bra. I've worn it on a lazy bra. I've worn it in a bathing suit. Um, we are all purpose. So, and, and listen, our best sellers, and I know it's summer, but like even in the winter, our best sellers are our swim line. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they're not they're I mean, they're, they're, they go in the water, so they're waterproof mm-hmm. and they stay in your body, no matter what what you're doing. So, um, and I also say wear a swim line for people who sweat a lot. Cause that's what I do when I'm wearing my sports bra. Cause you know, it gets fucking hot in there. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> a lot of women, when they first hear it, they're like, I'm going to wear these on a date. And I'm like, go, go do that. Like that's fine. If, and, and for me, it's like, if it's going to give you confidence to have the best date of your life. Absolutely. And, and the other thing is, you know, I get, all, I get this question all the time. People are like, all right, so I'm going to wear them on a date and then I'm going to go home with that person. And then what do I do if he or she sees that? I'm like, well, you tell them you tell- if you want, <laughs> because why not? Like if they're cool, they'll think it's funny or they'll mm-hmm. get it or they'll be like, nice or whatever. But like this isn't, you don't have to take them off in the sh- bathroom or shove them in your like car thing like just just like be a regular person about it if you're gonna wear fake nipples and you're gonna go home with someone and you think this is someone you could potentially see yourself with for a long time tell them and you know that's a lot of people expect me to like have like you know like an eject plan ready like you know oh put them in the dashboard or whatever in your car but I'm like no you guys just just tell them Mm -hmm. um usually not the answer people are expecting but I I firmly believe that like if that's the direction this is headed you can tell them you're good um and if their response is horrendous then you leave And you're, that's probably for the best anyway. So yeah, if they just, don't have you know. a sense of humor and style, they don't need to be right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's how I feel. Yeah. So. so when you say in a sports bra, do you mean like on top of the sports bra or? Yeah. Would... Well, okay. Yeah. Sorry. I wasn't clear. So I, I wear them on top of a sports bra. We design them so you can wear them directly on your skin or on top of fabric. I like them on top of fabric because they're perkier, you know, mm-hmm. obviously just they're closer. Um, <laughs> also like my sports bras have lining. Now you still get the definition. If you wear it under the bra, you certainly do like, do not think you don't. Um, but it's, you know, more subtle and I'm like, I'm not going for that. So. <laughs> right. That's very fair. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to wear nipples, just fucking right. own it. <laughs> right. So, and you know, we make two sizes. So we do have our cold size, which mm-hmm. is like normal. And then we have our freezing size, which I like to wear with sweaters and chunkier knits and like thicker fabrics, because I know that at the end of the day, if you want that look, you got to get that look. You got you to so, work. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. Yeah. What would be your advice to someone that's like a little nervous to try them out and like go the full high? Here's so, my nipples. So if you're nervous, maybe don't wear them on a high stakes date and just wear them either by yourself or with friends. Listen, 
so many people come back to me and say like, Hey, these made me feel very confident. And I'm like, that's the fucking point. Mm -hmm. So to me, like, if you're nervous about it, wear them with people you're comfortable with. If you, you know, before you take them on that, you know, that the date, or I mean, I guess no one's dating, it's COVID, but like, you know, after <laughs> wear them with your bubby. Yeah. Sure. Yes. <laughs> wear them with your bubby, obviously. Wear them with, you know, whoever your social distance with. If anything, now more than ever, you know, because we have so much distance between us, you got to be wearing these mm-hmm. so people can see. Over Zoom, you need to be real clear. <laughs> Your situation, exactly. <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, but if you're nervous, you know, just wear them with people you're comfortable with and you will not be nervous. You're going to talk about it. It's going to be amazing. Um, I actually didn't take my own advice and I did wear them before I was married, like back in the day. Because I, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. Um, and I had the idea and I was making them with like beads from Michael's, you know, early days, early days. And I wore them on a date um, and, you know, I, I, it was actually like the last guy I dated before I met my husband and I was wearing these and the guy, I told him, I was like, so like, have you noticed anything? <laughs> and he was like, what? And I'm like, you know, well, you saw me yesterday, but now you see me today and like, I have hard nipples. He's like, oh yeah. I like noticed like something was crooked. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> That's not what I wanted so to hear. lame of me. But um, I appreciated the feedback. And, you know, um, yeah. So I would never. If you can handle it, just go for it. <laughs> that's fantastic. I noticed something it was, was crooked. It if was that's what control. you mean. And I'm like, fuck my life. But, you know, it, it, it all worked out. That guy sucked. Yeah. yeah. So. It had to happen. Well, you mentioned a little bit about when people wear them, they feel more confident. So I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit more about the importance of confidence and sexual expression, maybe what that means to you. Sure. So to me, that's everything, right? Like if you're not confident, you're not going to, you know, to me, if I'm not confident, nothing works right. You know, if, if I'm nervous or anxious or anything like that, and of course that, you know, comes with everything, but having confidence is not about the thing you're doing. You know, I was like nervous about this podcast, right? But I know I'm a confident person. So I knew that I can be nervous right before I, you know, log on to speak to you guys, but I know it will pass. And I think that, you know, goes hand in hand with, you know, confidence in the bedroom. Of course it's, you know, you're meeting a new person, for example, like that's, that's nerve wracking. That's scary. Um, you know, uh, now there's like this COVID layer. So like you got to have confidence that you picked a good person who's like also being safe. I don't, I don't really know. I'm not like dating around in COVID. So, um, <laughs> but you know, I've heard things I've heard, but you know, confidence to me is everything. And ultimately that, that comes from, that comes from within that does not come from fake nipples. Um, certainly fake nipples can bring out your inner confidence but you, it's so important to do that work on yourself. You know, fake nipples are never going to be a quick fix for anything. Um, but, you know, doing the work, understanding who you are to me is, is what, you know, where I personally get my confidence from. And I, I think a lot of people, you know, do as well, or if not, I hope, I hope they can start. And, and one more thing, tangentially related to that. Um, 
I lived in Philadelphia. I, I actually, I moved to Philadelphia right after I started my company, which is a terrible time to completely uproot your life, but it was what it was. So I moved to Philadelphia and I was telling, you know, people I'd meet, I'd be like, Hey, you know, hi, like I'm new here. Um, I have a nipple company, you know, whatever. <laughs> and, um, I was not confident about it at all because it was just, I, I had this, I had my groove going, things were going really well when I lived in New York city and then we moved to Philly and I'm just this, the nipple girl. And, you know, I didn't really, I was not confident. Anyway, I met this girl who really was interested in the business and asked me a ton of questions. And, you know, it turned out she knew somebody very close with breast cancer. And so she's like, I want to connect you to my friend. I said, great, please do. She connects me to this woman who, you know, had, she had these nipple tattoos, which is, you know, another situation you can tattoo you don't have nipples, you tattoo the presence of a nipple, but you also, you know, with that, it's a flat situation, right? Mm -hmm. It's not, it doesn't have texture or dimension. So a lot of women who have the tattoos still wear just nips. Anyway, she was super interested. And then she said to me, you're in Philadelphia. I want to introduce you to my friend Dana, who has a sexy lingerie company for women with breast cancer. And I was like, oh my God, like, yes, that's incredible. That's amazing. So I met Dana um, she has a company called Anna Ono. It is sexy lingerie for women with breast cancer. It is an incredible company, but more than that, you know, it is a sex positive community for women with breast cancer. And I was like, holy shit, that's the coolest thing I've ever heard. Because when you think of breast cancer, you don't think about sex. You don't think about anything like that. You don't think about lingerie. You think about, you know, horrible things, right? I can't even, I don't even want to go there. But, you know, you, the top of the list is not sex. It's not getting back out there. It's not, you know, lingerie. Of course not, right? But to this woman, Dana, she's like, well, for many women going through it, you know, when everything in their life has changed and they go home every night and, you know, they still have this side of them that is kind of there. They don't know if it's there. It's, you know, I want women to feel confident even after breast cancer that they can still have, you know, sexuality and have sex. And I was like, you are my hero. That's incredible. And at a time when I personally was not confident about where my business was headed, what direction I was personally going and why the fuck I was in Philadelphia, I was so, it was like everything to me, you know, it, she changed my life by saying that and by introducing me to this, like other, what, you know, another side of confidence and like a, it was amazing. And not only is she incredible, but just on that confidence, um, like topic, you know, knowing that, you know, there is this whole side of the breast cancer community. There's a sex positive, you know, get back out there. Women want to wear lingerie when, you know, we're used to all this pink wash, you know, t-shirts and, and walks and races at your high school for, mm -hmm. you know, donating money for running a 5k, I was just blown away by her. And not only does she inspire confidence in the women who, you know, shop her, her company, but she inspired me to have confidence to keep going with my business. So, um, to that end, you know, I don't, I don't really know where I was going there, but I thought that was important. So no, oh, it's super important. <laughs> and it makes me think about, I actually read a profile that Spinster did on you. And in your interview, you mentioned um, a breast cancer company saying that just nips was too sexy for them to sell. Yes. And I was wondering yes. if you could talk a little bit more about the idea of whether or not something can be too <sighs> sexy and what you think about that. 
Okay, so in that particular instance, it's so funny you say that because I was just like, I mean, listen, I don't like think about people who hate me all day long, but I really, I probably hadn't thought about <laughs> them good. in like years. But then the other week I was thinking about them because a friend of mine, you know, was asking me about like breast cancer organizations. And that one, I was just like, oh, you know, it like brought something up. Um, and I, I couldn't remember their name. I, I don't remember their name. I, I was searching my emails and I couldn't find it, but I, I'll never forget, you know, I talked to this woman. It was so horrible because I was just like, wait, what? Like, how, what are you doing? Like, do you understand? And this was after, you know, my friend Dana had, you know, showed me the side of the breast cancer community. They wanted this product and our sales numbers, you know, were, were showing the complete opposite of what this woman was saying. She was saying, no, this is too sexy for breast cancer. When I was like, really? Because the like 20,000 women who have bought my product in the last six months with breast cancer are saying otherwise. Anyway, um, I don't think, I, I just, I don't think sexy and breast cancer, like to me, they go hand in hand, just like sexy and anything, you know, it's, it's sexuality is part of who everybody is in varying degrees. Of course, it's certainly a spectrum, but nothing is too sexy for anything. No, no. I, I, I did not accept that then. I will not accept that now. I think, you know, it's, it's like comparing apples to oranges and then trying to make a case for it. Like there's, there's no case there. Like, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. So that, that's how I feel. Well, we have come to that time in our episode where we like to do homework for honeys. where we talk about one actionable step that we can all take to start incorporating what we learned. So Molly, would you do the honor of assigning the homework for today? Okay. The homework is everybody will tell you that you have to be yourself. And I think that's great advice, but that's not my advice. My advice is before you can be yourself, you have to know yourself and I, you know, that there's a big difference there, right? Because you can just like do your thing and not really have any understanding as to why or what makes you happy or anything like that. But knowing yourself, knowing your limits, knowing, you know, what's going to bring you joy, what's going to make you absolutely miserable, I think is the most important step. And, you know, if, if a lot of people are like, how can I build my business? I'm like, well, I couldn't have built the business when I was, you know, 22 and had no idea who I was or, you know, what I wanted and what made me happy, what made me miserable. I couldn't have done it because you need to know exactly who you are, what your limits are to do anything, right. To be successful in anything. And, you know, especially when it comes to growing a business, so you get the idea. That's amazing. You make your product or whatever that your dream, your podcast, your, you know, whatever it is, right. You, you start building, you start chipping away, but like the bigger the idea gets, if you don't know yourself, that's just another roadblock to overcome. That's just another, you know, version of quicksand pulling you down. And, you know, especially when it comes to, if, if you ever are in the position to hire other people, if, if you don't know your limits what are you hiring for? Right. So to me, homework is figure out who you are. Um, it's long homework. It's probably going to take some time. Um, but that is the absolute best homework I could give. Just figure it out and you, everything will fall into place after that. Uh, I'm not saying, you know, it's easy at all, but I am saying it is so worth it. And there's, there's so much reward that comes from that. 
Well, thank you so, so much for coming on the podcast. Um, Where can listeners connect with you? So you can connect with me. um, Well, my website or our Just Nips website is uh, justnipsforall.com. Justnips.com is porn. So, you know, (laughs) whatever you want, but... Just Nips for All is is my website and our Instagram is Just Nips for All as well. Um, yeah, so I'll hope to see you there. Perfect. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much, much, Molly. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you so much to Molly Borman for coming on and talking about Just Nips and a special little thank you for being our very first interview, which is so near and dear to our hearts. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. Yeah. And if you have a couple of minutes, you know what we're going to ask you to do. Head over to <laughs> Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, and subscribe to Honey Do Me Podcast. It means so much to us. It helps us so much. Get us in the ear holes of your friends, your lovers, your family. We want to be there. Your neighbors. Your babies. <laughs> <laughs> if they're they're ready for this information, I'll leave that up to you. Eh, fine. And <laughs> if you can't get enough of us, because who can? Head to our Instagram, head to the link in our bio, or head to our website and subscribe to our email list. You'll get a weekly email. You'll find out about all of the amazing things that we're doing before anyone else. All of the Lucky amazing you. things. And Monumental, yeah, if you will. We promise it's going to be worth worth the few seconds it takes <laughs> worth your finger clicks <laughs> yep <laughs> Alrighty. anyway well, well we'll see you next we week. hope you enjoyed this bonus episode yeah peace love and kisses <laughs> i'm gonna cut so much of that see you next week <laughs> <laughs>